as you know, so, so, so many of you will know all of this, but some, some people who are new into the church, so we're just going through this today, just really for the ones that are new, you know, most of you will know all of this, but we're declaring into the heavenly realms, and it's what we're doing today, we're doing with baptisms. So, so as you know, um, Jesus instituted two sacraments, two things that he said, you will do these things, yeah? He gen generally, there wasn't a lot of things that Jesus said, you must do that, but there were two things that he said that we will do. One is that we will partake of communion. So we'll have the, the, the wine, the bread and the wine to remember him. Um, and the other thing is that we'll have baptism. So these are the two things. So normally on a Sunday we'll have communion, but today we're having baptisms, which is awesome, which is amazing. And uh, as, as, as Helen shared, you know, there's, there's tremendous spiritual power in both of those things. So when you put up your hand to get baptised... You know, you're stepping into a spiritual realm. And uh, it was amazing. On the day of Helen's baptism, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. It wasn't funny at all. It was terrible. And uh, uh, Helen is really sick. And literally on this day, you know, we had a mat lying under the house. Uh, we had a two-story house with a bit of a rumpus area downstairs, like an old story, old-style two-story. And we had this bit of foam mat and, and Helen would lie down on that and then she wouldn't feel good. And then so she'd try and stand up and just be terrible. <laughs> she'd have to lie down. But it's a spiritual power. It's the enemy saying, no, no, you're not going to do this. No, 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 we're going to cut across this. We're not going to have this happen. And it's amazing, isn't it? You know, you, 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 the stories of people around their baptism. Um, you know, you'll watch people as they get baptiz baptized and you'll go, that person's just been delivered. All the signs that I know of deliverance have happened right then as that person's been in the pool. And um, we had one person in Townsville and brand new Christian, knew nothing about just got saved, got baptised, and he's under, as he's under the water, he starts speaking in tongues. And he's, and he's going, what is this? This is really weird. Never heard of speaking in tongues, never heard of anything, you know? And he comes back up out of the water, speaking in tongues. It's spiritual. It's powerful. And, and yes, for me, I did get baptised up in the Burdigan River. And um, just, just to explain that, um, uh, there was a little beach area. And it was just, just up from where the stockman would um, drive the cattle across the, the river. Um, th this is like 120k upstream, so it's not down near the mouth, yeah? And um, there was one time that the stockman there from the Mount Ravenswood um, station were driving the cattle across the river, across that ford, and the stockman's horse was taken from under him by the crocodile. So these aren't little crocodiles. These are a crocodile big enough to take a horse, you know? I'd, I'd, I'd just be a snack, wouldn't I? I'd just be a... Yeah. <laughs> And so, so, so the pastor assured me that God would had a sovereign protection over people getting baptised, and we'd be okay. And here we are today. So, so it was in fact, it was in fact okay. So it's powerful, isn't it? You know, you, you hear the stories of people overseas, countries like Sri Lanka, Pakistan. Isaac isn't here today, and they're they're. they're He's here. Love it, have you? Well, you, you can confirm if I'm right, but, but, but in a lot of those countries that they're happy for you to go along to church, they're happy for you to, you know, they're happy for you to um, hear the gospel message, they're happy, you know, for you to put up your hand and say, yes, I received Jesus. But baptism is a crunch point, you know? Yeah, but you get baptised and, 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 and you face um, threat of death, you know? You get baptised places like Iraq, you know? And so it's this thing, it's this... It's, it's, it's almost like this point of no return, isn't it? It's this, 
there's a point where, where the person is making a declaration saying, I'm forsaking everything that's gone before, and from this day forth, I'm living for Jesus. It's, it's, the, it's the before and the after. And I just want to marry this with him um, into living separated unto him. Because that's what baptism is all about. You know, in the past we've lived to ourselves, but from our point of baptism we're saying, no, 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 I'm rising to a new life where I belong to him and I'm living for him. It's this picture. So just to weave a couple of threads into that. Um, the word church, you probably know in the Greek, is ecclesia. It's made up out of two words, um, ek, ek, um, which means out of, and kaleo, uh, signifying call. So literally when you put those two words together, it's this picture to call out. So that's who we are. We are the ones that God has called out, called out of the world, and that's this picture of baptism. We're not living for ourselves. We're not living for the world anymore. We've been called out to live unto him. Um, I came across this other definition of that exact same word, and it says, a gathering of those summoned. A gathering of those summoned. Ecclesia, that's who we are. We're a gathering of those summoned. So, so you get the picture, don't you? This is the king who has called out his people. And in fact, he hasn't just called out his people, he's called out his army. And he said, come and gather, come and assemble. And uh, I just think, you know, there's so much pressure at the moment with COVID and masks and numbers and, you know, all those things. There's this pressure not to assemble. But the very definition of church is those called out, in fact, those commanded to come and assemble. And it's the assembling of the army. You get the picture with that, don't you? And um, <laughs> as, I, as I was reading that, I was thinking, gee, how, how can it be that we would not respond if the great king is calling us to assemble? Yeah. Another great scripture, a little bit different, um, 1 Corinthians. So uh, by the end of this, I found that I had a lot of scriptures out of Corinthians. So clearly the whole concept of baptism is obviously something that just flows through Corinthians. And the scripture I, 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 I'd like to read is uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. It says, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and all were made to drink of the one spirit. So it's this picture. It's this picture of the Holy Spirit baptizing us into the body of Christ. So it's not, this isn't so much talking about water baptism, but it's talking about this grace and the work of the Holy Spirit, which is this, this, this thing of being called out and assembling, you know? It's our work of the Holy Spirit where we're baptized into the body, you know? Where we become these ones in the army, where, it's, where it says there's work of the Spirit. But, but that's all a picture of, of baptism. Baptism is a picture of this. Um, you know, where we're, 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 we're called out, we're called out to assemble, and we have that transference, don't we, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light as we assemble. Baptized with the Holy Spirit into this new body, which of course is the church and the bride of Christ. So just a couple of things um, um, around baptism. What's, what's baptism all about? And you guys, many of you know this. Many of you could be up here just sharing these things, you know. But for some of the new ones today. Um, okay, so, so baptism is an identification with the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus. So, so in one sense, that pool is like a tomb, like a, like a grave, you know? We're identifying with his death, with his burial, and his resurrection, yeah? So, so we've died to that old life, we've died to ourselves, and we're rising in resurrection power. We're rising to live resurrection life 
with him. Uh, it's, it's fitting that it's a pool, that it's water, um, because it's a picture of washing. And the scripture talks about our conscience is being cleansed. Yeah? Made new. Made new. Our conscience is being cleansed. And, you know, if the enemy comes and troubles you and says, oh, yeah, but you've done that, you've done that, you've done whatever, you know? Well, no. Our conscience has been cleansed. We are free before him to stand righteous because of him. Um, as, uh, as, as Helen said, baptism is a step of obedience. There's something in this. You know, it's, it's a bowing of the knee, isn't it? It's a saying, Jesus has commanded it. Jesus has commanded it and we will do it. Um, I, I, I worked with a guy at the council and uh, he wasn't always easy to work with. And, and there were two times that he, he'd, he'd do the, I'm going to pick on the Christian routine. And uh, one of them was Monday morning. He'd always come in hungover, really hungover Monday morning. And, uh, and so, he, so he'd, start to, he'd start to bait you, you know, he'd start to have a go at you, you know. And, uh, and the other time was probably afternoons, particularly Friday afternoon, where he'd been to the pub and he'd come back after a few. And he'd just get in this place of baiting, 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 baiting. And this one morning he came in and, and he was saying, um, you know, aren't all these other religions just as good, you know? How come you Christians have to be exclusive? How come, you know, and he, he's going on about, you know, just this whole thing. And, and I said to him, well, it's not what I think, you know. It's actually what Jesus has commanded. He said... There's only one way, you know. No man comes to the Father except through him. There's an exclusiveness. It's, it's not Christians being some exclusive club where we've set up this thing and said, no, 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 it's actually what he has commanded. And this step of obedience is part of that, saying, well, in obedience to him and what he has commanded, I am going to forsake all that has gone before, and I am going to live unto him. And it was interesting. As soon as, as soon as he realized that it wasn't Christians running around being an exclusive club, that it was actually something that God had commanded, he said, oh, well, that's okay then. <laughs> I understand now. Fascinating. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's a public declaration. It's a public declaration. We don't become Christians in a quiet place. And, and it's all very well for us, you know. We don't have soldiers and guns and threat of family and whatever. You know, so we can make our public declaration at fairly low cost. And, you know, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that people in other countries don't, don't pay a high price in that. But when you read it in Scripture, it's public. It's a public declaration. And there's something about that. So the traffic will be going past as these ones are baptised today. Just wave and go, yep, it's all, it's all okay. Rightio. Um, it's evidence of ownership. Evidence of ownership. Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy 15 says, But if your servant says to you, I do not want to leave you because I love you and my family is well off with you, then take an earring, push it through the earlobe into a door, and he will become your servant for life. Do the same for your female servant. So for me, this is a picture of baptism. It's a picture of baptism, and you kind of get the picture there. This is Old Testament, and so back in those days, there were slaves, and the slave would come to the master and say, actually, you're pretty good. I like being part of your household. I'd like to be indentured to you forever, you know, because um, the Scripture talks about we are slaves to something. We're either slaves to the world or we're slaves to God. So, you know, we, we don't get the choice to not be slaves, but we do get the church to be a slave to him. 
So in water baptism, it's that picture. It's that picture of us coming before God and saying, Lord, we are yours, your ownership. And so for those slaves, once they had the, the, the master's earring in their ear, wherever they went, they were seen, oh, you belong to Joe Blow. You're part of the household of, you know, whoever, George, you know. It was immediately identifiable. He was that one. And uh, it's the same with water baptism. And I don't understand how this works, but somehow in water baptism there's that same thing where spiritually we're marked. And it's like we get this rubber stamp at our forehead or something, you know, where it says possession of Jesus. And, and it's not that we're not his before, you know what I mean? But there's, there's some transaction that takes place in the heavenly realms in that point of baptism where we say we're not living for anything but in the past. We're now just living for him where he comes along and marks in our forehead, well, this one is the possession of Jesus. And so wherever we go in life, as we travel, there's that statement in the heavenly realms. This one belongs to the king. He's a possession of Jesus. And look, um, this is a scripture that Helen and I often share. And forgive us, because it's just such a part of our lives. And... Um, just, just tying it back into our living separated unto him. There's a scripture again in Corinthians, and it says, What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? Sorry, what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live among them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. It's that call. Come and assemble. It's that call. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. I will be a father to you. And you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no other unclean thing and I will receive you. So that part of the scripture is actually quoting Isaiah and what Isaiah is writing there, he's writing to the people in Babylon who were coming out of Babylon and coming back to the promised land. Yeah? And, and it's this picture, isn't it? It's this, it's clear picture. It's clear picture of, of us as Christians because that's what happens. You know, we, we, come out of, we come out of the kingdom of darkness. We come out of the spiritual Babylon into the kingdom of light. And it's the same process, isn't it? You know, the, the children of Israel would stray from him. Yeah? He'd chasten them. And then they'd return to him. And, and I bet many of us today, if we look at our family history, you know, we could, we, could, we could identify our own straying in the family from him, yeah? And then our own journey in coming and turning our heart back to him and being restored to him. Um, my, my grandmother tells the story. She wasn't a Christian herself. But my grandmother tells the story about how her father would never have a meal without the Bible being read. So as they sat at the table to read the Bible, yeah, they sat at the table of the meal, before anyone ate a morsel, there'd be a Bible reading, yeah? And so somehow there was, somehow there was a connection with him. But that, that all went astray for generations, probably three generations or more, where there were just no Christians, yeah? And then there's that coming back, and then they're coming back. And so that's that picture ex exactly here. The children of Israel that strayed, you know the story, they'd gone into captivity in Babylon, yeah? And God's calling them out. He's bringing them back, yeah? But he's saying, as you come, touch no unclean thing, yeah? 
And so whether it's coming out of Babylon or for us coming out of the things of the world, it's the same statement. It's saying when you come, don't cover the gold of Babylon. Don't bring it with you. Don't cover the practices and uh, religious practices, you know, the, the, the cultural and religious practices of Babylon, you know. When you come, leave that all behind, yeah? Yeah? Don't cover their idols. Don't cover these things, you know. Leave them there. Leave them there. Touch no unclean thing. Come, come out. Come out. Come out. Come out from among them and be ye separate. And what does the scripture say? It says, and I will receive you. I will receive you. So there's something in that set of our heart. And baptism is a picture of it where we say, yes, Lord, I will forsake all those things. I don't covet the gold. I don't covet the things that they worship. I don't covet that thing. I don't covet their practices. There's something in this where I'm separating myself unto you. And that's the state in which this promise comes, I will receive you. And the promise just keeps rolling, doesn't it, you know? He says, not only will I receive you, but I will be your father. You'll be my sons and daughters. What a promise. What a promise. What a promise. What a promise to have. So you get the picture, don't you? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it takes some wisdom. I'll just quickly balance that out for people like Kai, you know? So, so in that coming out from above, in that coming out from, from among them, sorry to pick on you, Kai. In, in that coming out from among them, we need wisdom, don't we? Yeah? Because we somehow have to walk the journey with our family where we're among them, but we're not of them. Where we're not of the same spirit of them. Yeah? And, you know, um, an example for me is when I was in my workplace. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the guys at my work. I loved going out and playing golf and cricket and all the things that we used to do. We'd go fishing, all sorts of stuff. Yeah? I, I loved that. And so intentionally, I ran the social club. Yeah, because I was part of their lives, you know. I was setting up these things, you know. We'd all get out on the first tee of the golf course on a morning and everyone just relaxes, you know. And then the burble starts and it was fun. I, I loved it. I just loved it, yeah. But they always knew that there was only, that there was a point of separation, yeah. So if they organised activities after Christmas party or whatever, uh, they neither let me know what they were doing nor invited me, yeah. So you get it. You get the picture, yeah. And that's fine, Yeah. So, so, so Kai, God will give you wisdom with your family. God will give you wisdom, yeah? So, so it's not that you separate yourself from them and shun them. No, no, no. God will, give you, God will give you wisdom to walk amongst them, your family, your friends, your people at work, yeah? Um, but at the same point, living amongst them separated unto him. Yeah? You get that, don't you? Yeah, yeah.